consider both of you my friends, right? I would hope um, so. Uh, well, mm-hmm. you... Uh, Excuse me. Do you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah. That is the racism that I deal with. Wow. That's just... Okay. So basically, yeah. No, I consider all of you guys my friends. I won't say who I don't consider a friend, but just... definitely a lot of people. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna... I was gonna... <laughs> Hello and welcome to Deep It, where we discuss race and culture in society. I am your hostess, Benny, and these are my guests. Matthew. And Fatty. Yeah, so... I experienced this, and me and her sister experienced, she's experiencing this now. And mm-hmm. like, when you're a person of colour, when you're particularly a black person, or from more of a much darker skin complexion, and you are obese, mm-hmm. and you start to develop conditions like high cholesterol, high blood sugar and stuff like that, you tend to get what they call dark rings around your neck and stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, oh, I, I spent so much time using bleaching creams. I would scrub it every single night just to get around that blackness mm-hmm. and we call it that blackness around my neck gone because I was embarrassed by it mm-hmm. and my sister's going through it right now and it was something that I couldn't no matter how much creams I use I just when I lost the weight it started to fade mm-hmm. my sister she's more on a heavier side and she's experiencing that now so my question is we're trying to remove that because you think it's too black it's too ugly yeah is that is that an considered issue considered body alteration that's a different one. Because, like, because, no, for, me, like for me, it was never... About being black? Yeah, it was never about being black. It was the fact that it was something... It was a constant reminder that I'm overweight, I'm unhealthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's just unsightly yeah. just to have it there. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's more it than, like, actually it being about the colour of your skin. Mm-hmm. But then what about other things? So other like areas of hyperpigmentation that you can find so for your example thighs. like your thighs your butt your knees what about um, that it's, i've heard i don't know i've heard people have the issues with their knees being darker and stuff i've had that and like yeah but you uh, laughing i feel like you make fun of people on the street no, like i have like, darker knees I feel I, like every person who's not white has darker knees and even white people sometimes have a bit darker yeah knees. but like it's like nothing i've never been like i don't know like self-conscious about it i've heard people being self-conscious about but Mm. i don't i don't think it has anything to do about their actual skin color because most of the time they're actually like black it's Mm. nothing about them being black it's more about like the difference and the yeah the actual like yes yeah you can tell straight up no, I'm like the thing is my knees aren't even that dark. But I'm just always scared that my knees are like. It's natural though. It's natural for me. Nah, like, it's, it's, around like from where I used to yeah. go, where where wherever you used to be in primary school, mm. you used to wear short sleeves shirts. Mm. And in high school, I used to rub my 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 yeah. Used to rub me too. Of, I think desks. even now you can tell. It's natural. That's yeah, where I did it comes. That from. That's where my mind mostly comes from. Yeah, everyone has it. Most people of our yeah. complexion have it. Mm. Yeah, it's just a thing, man. I guess so. And it fades and comes over time as well. Yeah, so basically saying that definitely colorism and body alteration definitely fully different things. In my opinion, fully different. Issues yeah. with color. But the thing is, like, they're rooted in two different two different strands of insecurity, in my opinion. Yeah. One's to do with More, the um, issue. Yeah, of an, a, 
kind of internalized hate on one part and this the other one is like just un unhappiness with your physical appearance. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair Which, enough. no, and to be fair, if you think about it, it kind of is the same thing. I mean, it's I don't the same. Know. Mm, it, like describing it, it's, it seems like the same thing, but thinking about it, like to yourself, you can clearly distinguish it. Yeah, because yeah. like I wouldn't see a white person experiencing colorism, but a white person experiencing issues with, um, like physical modifications or whatever you want to I call think, it. No, I do think white people experience colorism. Oh, but, but you talk about reverse. the tan thing. Yeah, there's yeah. a reverse. I think that's more to do though. with fashion. I think that's fashion. Yeah. I don't think that has anything to do with a, like a deep rooted issue but, with how dark your skin is. Yeah, because yeah, when I, you I, actually I know. talk about them, the issue is not about them being white. It's about society now all of all of a sudden being black is in fashion, being tan is in fashion, being light like skin. Nice yeah, everyone wanna be want, wants to be golden. Yeah, it's actually a specific colour. You see the darkest yeah. people want to get here and the light like the really pale people want to yeah, get here. You never it's like a get similar get area. Black. You mm, wanna get light fair. and no one wants to be but, on lighter skin colour. Mm. But I've heard white I've heard to myself people I consider my friends who are white say, I hate being so white. I yeah. wish I was your colour. Yeah, but yeah. that don't you feel like that's fashion though? But for me, like it passes the fashion trend when it's a constant occurrence, when it's been something that you know it's natural, and they're constantly mm -hmm. saying, "I hate to be white. I hate to be white. I hate my skin color." Yeah, no, I think it can get a bit deeper. Like even if you think, I know this is completely going off topic, and I'm not trying to all oh, lives matter the whole thing. You know, like people who have ginger hair, right? Yeah, yes. there were. I I don't know if those. I know that there were issues with that once upon a time, maybe still exists, right? But that was all to do with just colour. And this is, most people who have ginger hair are white. Most. Yeah. Not all. Not all, but most. Because yeah, I know, I know um, mm. a black ginger person as well. Ah, voila. Mm -hmm. And that is, again, more deeply rooted than you'd think it could yeah. be for a white person to feel like, oh, rah, like. Definitely. Yeah. I guess, no, that's true. And I feel like, so going back to the whole body alterations thing, I think that m more or less, I, do you know what? I'm not gonna say I agree with it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not putting my, f I'm not standing in anybody's way. Like just the same with like the abortion thing. Like, I don't know if I personally get an abortion, but I have no right to say mm. to somebody that you can't. Definitely. Right? And it all comes down to people wanting to have a constant say in another's life. Yeah. Mm. People, I think it's human nature to exert control. Yeah. And exert control over people, over other people, and over every aspect of their life, every aspect of their being as well. Yeah. And that's what all, it just feeds right back into that as well. But that's, is that something that's developing, or has that been, it's been the case everywhere? It's been constant. Every time. Every but time. now, it, I, I think it's, 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 it's been with civilization as well. It's, it's always been there, and it'll always be there. A need, particularly, it's more represented through men wanting to dictate how and when, how and in what form women should take care of themselves, express themselves as well. They'll constantly be like that as well. And I feel like it's even more like enhanced with social media because everyone feels like they have a say in someone mm. else's life That's because true. social media gives you the, the like the appearance of you like sharing your life with other people. So you see something like someone posting this or someone putting something out there on Twitter or Instagram and you like comment on it. And it's like none of your business, but at the same time, that person 
put it out there for you to comment in exactly. a way. Yeah, in, in a, a way, way they kind of want you to engage with it. Do some... they though? No, I think no, that when do. you post no. something, yes, you want, it's an attention call. You prefer for something more mm. positive, and it should be more positive in general because we shouldn't be tearing people down, giving only giving them that constructive criticism, mm. whatever. But at the end of the day, I personally believe that when you post something online, you it's because you want people to see. You want yeah, people yeah, to, you want, yeah. yeah. To and you and you open yourself like no, you're opening you yourself up to criticism. Exactly. You don't you you don't want it. Yeah. But because you've posted it on a platform yeah, that's, that's open to all, you've opened yourself up by default. Yeah. And, I, and people people are very aware of this, and they continue to do it. And I saw something on Twitter saying people always feel the need. People feel the need. People think. That they know how to live my life better than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is issue. Yeah, that's definitely issue. Definitely with yeah. Yes. I don't know. It's kind of scary because at the end of the day, that's what it does. We get a peek in people's lives, mm-hmm. and just I a mean, peek though. Yeah, we get a peek and we think that we know everything. But I enjoy it. I'll be honest. Like, I think yeah. that's that's the whole that everyone on social media, who constantly be on social media every day, enjoy knowing people. Do. Like seeing yeah. what people are doing in, in their lives, yeah. whether they're friends, non-friends, family. Like we just we get a kick out of knowing what that person is doing, yeah. knowing yeah. what drama they're a part of. You know, just. But why? Why do we care so much about other people? Why? Because we love to. We love to know that when we love to see and know when our life is going better than someone else's, it gives us some form of self gratification. Yeah. Not, not not just like so much better, but also like. Just kind of distraction from everything that's going on in your life yeah. as well, and being like on a positive side, it can help you aspire to something else as mm-hmm. well. But yeah. on a negative side, it's really toxic. <laughs> toxic. And that's yeah, an issue I, I struggle with, particularly. So my first year in of university, oh, I felt the need to. I was in a new country. New, new beginnings, new, new, new beginnings, <laughs> and I felt the need to constantly remind people that I'm in Manchester, United Kingdom. I'm at university. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm going would, places. Yeah, I would post like five snaps a day on my Snapchat every single day. I mean, it was a constant like it's me having to impress, impress, impress. Mm. And I went home for summer, and I really thought about it, and I'm like, what am I doing? Why like why is this needed? There's no need for all of this. Yeah. And when I came back in second year, I told myself, you know, like you're gonna change, you're gonna stop all this, and I and I, I have I, I have been, but now it's a double edged sword. Yeah. I regressed to the point where I purposely didn't post things that I truly and deeply wanted to post mm. because of how I think people were perceiving me as posting so much an attention seeker. And now I think I, I'm I'm in the middle now. Um not overly sharing, overly posting, unnecessarily posting, unnecessarily yeah. sharing, but I'm starting to do things that I more so enjoy. Yeah. So I give throwing shade. I'm not you- <laughs> I post a lot. I put you know I posted the most this year than any other year. I posted six pictures. On Instagram? Uh, yeah. That's the That's most good. I've ever done in one year. It's I mean, to be fair, I've deleted quite a lot. Of and things, no, I, and as well. like, I've things like if if you feel and personally feel me, if you want to post a lot, go ahead. I don't mind. No, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy. But for me, it was an issue that I, I struggled with. It's a bit 
random and again this is kind of me peeking into other people's lives but i'm just thinking about the people i follow how do you feel about people who always post um relationship pictures all the time do you get annoyed if it or do you feel like they can do what they want or both you can do what you want do you think they might i thought that they're trying to prove something but yeah they are they're trying to prove that they're in a relationship they're having perfect they're they're trying to pass resemblance of a perfect life and that their life is going better than yours and to me, that's Boy. what so that is the root of the issue with social media. Yeah. It gives people a platform to boast, yeah. boast to the point where it makes other people self conscious about their own yeah. existence yeah. and yeah. beings. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Low key, the thing is, I try to follow, not follow too many like baddies or like pretty girls, pretty mm. guys on Instagram, just because I feel like if I keep on always scrolling against these people who are just amazingly mm. everything. I'll just feel bad. But at the same time, I it gives me a bit of inspiration sometimes to see a good looking person. Like, yeah, actually, I can wear that or something like that. I don't know. I don't really know how to dress yet. So, you know, you what do. is it? Fatty, no, I don't know how to... No, no okay, there's no there's way to no, dress. Yeah. But, like, I hate shopping so much. Why is that, that like, I feel like, and maybe this is, like, rooted in, like, kind of dislike for my body or the way I look. I don't know. Because I'm getting... I feel like I'm getting more confident with the way I look. But I feel like every single time I try something on, it doesn't look right. Why? I just feel like things don't fit me in the way that I want them to fit me. Do you feel like you want clothes to fit you in a way you would imagine them to fit someone else? I want to look like the mannequin, basically. Right, but you you would never look like the mannequin. Yeah, no, I know. I know, but then that's the kind of, like... Image of beauty in your head. Yeah, that's the image of beauty in my head. I don't know. You know... I'm joking. I know that they're fake. I literally know that they're fake. Don't worry about that. But even just not looking looking away from mannequins is just... I don't know. I just don't like the way clothes... To be fair, I don't shop a lot. Maybe it's because I shop very mainstreamy. I go into New Look. I go into H&M. Buy one top and then I'm like, oh, I don't like anything else really. To be fair... I mean, to be fair, the socks that I showed you yesterday are very, very different from what I'd ever buy. I'd never buy a bikini like that two years ago. I didn't even show my skin past my neck two years ago, so that's different for me. Yay! Body confidence. An issue that I struggled with and that I found so strange, for me especially, was, you know, this year particularly, I got got an interest in fashion and dressing nice and just, you know, finding my own my own style and kind of mm. building you know my outfits and stuff around a particular style that i want so i started following all these guys and there's all these fashion accounts on instagram and there's like so much of them and then like slowly i i found myself having anxiety because i can't dress as well for a whole month i had i was i was just getting anxious i would feel bad about myself because I'm seeing all of these nice outfits. It's so, there is, uh, this is exactly as superficial as it sounds. I'm seeing all these nice outfits and I just can't dress like that. Mm-hmm. And like, it took, I had to like, kind of like evaluate myself and kind of realize like, it's such a trivial thing for you to be thinking about. Yeah. yeah. Just live your fucking life. Yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, that's like kind of <clears throat> the risk with social media and like kind of everything it portrays because you always feel like you would never kind of live up to the standards but the thing is we need like us as beings that are socially aware and kind of have critical thinking we need to be aware of the fact that this is just 
a platform for people to show the best version of themselves and not their insecurities, not anything that's, that's going wrong and not anything that essentially could make them look like weaker. Mm. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, we need to understand and realize that there's this side of social media and kind of, you know. I think what people need to remember is that social media is <clears throat> essentially a business and for, for that reason like beauty in the way that it's portrayed in social yeah. media has to be unattainable or else what's the point yeah what's the real point that's if you cool. can't keep on buying no, i've never looked at that, that before yeah if it, if it was attainable everyone would have it and yeah really and then what's the point it. and then it's done yeah but the and everything the thing with social media is that we as the social media community because we're the kind of clients or customers we Beauty. can we, we can turn it, it mm. into something positive and we can like essentially decide to follow whatever account we want to follow which is kind of weird because now they have sponsored stuff that even if you have no interest whatsoever in it you still look at it and you still find it in your like timeline mm. but it's like you can decide to follow whatever accounts you want to follow whatever people is that's the positive about it yeah no that's true, that's true. but social media is a powerful tool though it has yeah. It has shown it's capable of bringing people out of very dark places in their life, bringing people together, and it's showing you new interests in your life that you never knew you had before. But the thing is, like, we have to remember that social media, just as much as it is as it is good, it is very much so bad as well. Mm-hmm. And then I think every day that we are, we live on social media, we use social media, we're treading a very fine line between vanity and just self-expression and stuff and stuff yeah. as well so yeah. yesterday so t- t- it was today actually you know before like whenever i post on instagram i would put so much thought into it i would sit down i would analyze all the pictures i took i would choose the best ones like from that the best ones i yeah. chose again i would go through them again to choose the better ones yeah i'd add a filter add another filter do whatever i had to do to make it look like the mm-hmm, best it could mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm like you portray yourself matthew as smart ambitious young black man and this is what you reduce yourself to so as like purposeful today i posted pic- I, like i had this thing i never post two pictures post twice in one day i don't know why I, like, oh, okay i'm like i'm just too cool for that I, i'll never do something like that this morning <laughs> i woke up and i said <laughs> no 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 shit at all like i'm not i'm not po- I, just, I just said that i was not posting two mm-hmm. pictures in one day this morning i woke up selected all the posts that i wanted posted them you know what? I actually want to become as somebody who uses their phone less. I know I don't use my oh, phone ridiculously. When I lost my phone, but it was the best, the best week. That's what my friend said, said as well. That. That's what my friend said. She left her phone in Scotland, right? Oh. And she came back and she didn't have a phone for weeks. And she said, "Now I figured, like I figured out life." Mm-hmm. Like now, when I travel home, I'm not thinking, oh, da, 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 da. I'm actually just looking outside and seeing mm-hmm. what's there. You think? You she think? Knows, she got a watch, so now she always knows the time instead. Do you know how I said? Yeah. yeah. I never know the time because of that. But that's the thing, though. We put time on it. I am in a completely different opinion than you guys. I don't think there's anything bad with liking your phone when it, we're in a different No, era. I don't think there's anything wrong with liking your phone, but well, I think ha- we're addicted to feel, our phones. But I feel like everyone is like, kind of comparing our state and our, the generation and the lifestyle we have right now to our parents or 
grandparents mm-hmm. and no, 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 no. and being like, oh, they no. didn't have a TV, or they didn't have a phone, or they used to play outside, or they used to actually talk to each other. No, but that's the it's that one last thing that I'm talking about. The th- how it feels like you know when you're in a room with people, you're in the room with your friends, and everyone's on their phones. But you talk to each other. I mean, when we're all all together, don't mm-hmm. we talk to each other? We do. Yeah, we do, but. There are some situations where you feel again, like where you're just like, I, I wish you could put I understand both of you, but can you blame the phone for that, not just not the yeah. person? Yeah, it's the person. Because at the same time, uh, a phone is also a means to talk with other with other people. Most of the time when I'm on my phone, I'm not just on Instagram scrolling. I'm just talking to other people. And that's the good thing I feel like with my with having a phone is being able to actually interact with people. So that, mm. For example, right now, the only most of the reason why I miss my phone is because, you know, everything you've been talking about, all the interactions, someone posting this, someone being there. You didn't, yeah. I didn't know about it and I feel like I'm completely, like, out of the, the word. Mm-hmm. If that no, makes sense. And for me, like, I found that my phone constantly made me anxious. Every time I got a message on my phone, I would get anxious. I wonder, who is this? Mm. What are you going to say now? Like, it's just oh, like, it, was just, it yeah. just made me an, an anxious person, you know, mm. messaging. And I have a thing, like, a lot of my friends say I'm, I'm a very bad friend because I don't constantly message them, constantly ask them how their day is going. No, but I'm just not that type of person. Me neither. It's like, I, it's like and I'm not going to force myself to be something I'm not. They know, my, my friends know I'm not the person to message them and constantly check up on them. And it's not because I'm a bad friend. But it's just because I'm just not that no, person. No, same, same. And like had... not having my phone gave me, like, just relieved me of that stress and that anxiety of having to constantly make my friends happy. Is it really making your friends happy though? Because I feel like not a duty, but it's kind of like the role of a friend to be there for another friend. So it's like if we haven't talked in three months. And I'm always the one checking up on you. That's different. I would want you to check up on me as well. But my my issue is that they don't do it to me. Don't they? No one, no, like, no one. They don't. And I think it's like... Yeah, that's different then. And it's not, it's not, it's not because I willfully ignore messages. It's not because I willfully, like, I say, oh, I'm going to wake up today. I'm going to ignore messages from this person, that person, and this person. Mm -hmm. It's just that I just have no interest in it. Like I'm not, I'm not the type of person to sit down and text with you. It's just like I feel that for it's me, just, it's just it becomes in my... very ingenuine to text somebody when I'm not about to talk to them about something that I want yeah. to talk about. So like when I'm just like, oh hi, how are you today? Like I understand that it's small nice, talk. but yeah, small yeah. talk, and I don't like having no. small talk with good yeah, friends. Yeah, and it's just not like I don't know. I've been trying to work on it. But it's just something that's just not in my nature. Like, mm. I'm not going to sit down and text you every single day. Hi, good morning. How exactly. are you doing today? No, I don't do that every day. But I feel like when I haven't seen someone in a while, like I've mm. done that like a few weeks ago, like, for example, I hadn't seen her in a while. I was like, actually, I haven't talked to her in a while. Let me message her. But it's nothing about like having like anxiety to like actually talk about to friends about something it's like mm. just checking up on them yeah i mean i say random stuff so for example still with her right i um so i don't speak to her much but i just think mm. she's so cool so i was just like i want to keep you as a friend but sometimes we're just not talking because yeah. we're just in two different places all the time and i remember i went to a concert with a and b um and um i remember it was like down where the hatches 
And I remember seeing someone singing or someone in the crowd and I was like, it looks just like Abba. Like this girl looks just like Like mm. I just saw you again. And mm. that was literally, I know that sounds like such an in, unimportant yeah. thing, but it just means you just entered my mind. Yeah. I'm not thinking about you for no reason, but like, hey, how are you? Yeah. That's how I like to start something. But yeah. if it's just like, oh, hi. We haven't spoken a long time, no chat, you know, like. I do that too. No, I do that when I feel yeah. like it's, but it depends on how comfortable I am with the person. Yeah. So if it's one of those people friends, that I speak. But not like, if we I see think, each other and we're not that, that, like, that cause I wouldn't do it to you. With new people here, I've started to realise that I've used the word friend a bit too easily. Yeah. Like, yeah. as soon as I meet somebody, yeah, I know, I've known them for a few, like a little while, I'm like friends, but yeah. I think I can't call everybody my friend like that. What do you consider a friend? Somebody that I'm relaxed with when I speak with them, Me. right? Uh, um, someone really? I mean, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. I, I've I actually consider both of you my friends, right? I would hope um, so. Uh, well, mm-hmm. you... Uh, Excuse me, did you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah. That is the racism that I deal with. Everything. Wow, that's just okay. So basically, yeah, no, I consider all of you guys my friends. I won't say who I don't consider a friend, but yes. definitely a lot of people. I'd say, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I was gonna, <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, there's yeah. people I meet in passing, there's people yeah. who are friends with me because they're friends with you yeah. or you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I can't really call them my friends I just they're just you know people in my life I'm not gonna call them an acquaintance but they kind of are yeah yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with that as well and I think a small pool of friends a big pool of friends doesn't really matter as long as they're all giving you something like I know that sounds a bit selfish but that at the end of the day your friends are in your life for your life you're the center of your life how do you benefit me and how am I then benefiting you do you know what I mean or else yeah and how are we benefiting the word the word of world. The word. Boy. <laughs> the planet. The you know, world. You know, like, really, I, heard I always word. find that whenever somebody says <laughs> world and they aren't like American or British, they always pronounce it in the exact word. same way you did. How do you say it? World. 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 I have to, I just have to have a very American accent when I have to say world. You both world. sound American to me. World. World. There's All one word, what, when, one word <laughs> that Matthew says, and I know he's not American, is when he said literally. 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 Yeah. Please <laughs> say it again. Literally. Right? <laughs> oh, do you know, that's got like a northern twinge to it. Like, literally. literally. <laughs> it has a I'm like, twinge. So, like, in the camera, I just say world. 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 Drop the D. Oh, see, no, I feel like they do that in like um, I'm speaking about a specific singer because I remember she sung a rendition of, you know, the song was like, um, you know, the and the world no, no. Well. singing, no world singing well. and speaking, you drop the emphasis yeah. on D. It's because it's a very, in my opinion, an, a very unnatural pronunciation. It it breaks the flow of the sentence. It breaks the flow of your speech. So if you say, mm. I'm going to travel around the world today. I'm going to travel around the world today. Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, no, it's true. It makes spe- it for me feels like I'm fighting with my tongue. Pers- I get tongue, for, for me, when I speak, I get tongue-tied very easily. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I do have to think specifically okay. into what I'm going to say mm-hmm. and control my tongue quite a bit. Yeah. And things like, I get tongue, no, I, I realize I, got, I get tongue-tied and like tongue-twisted very, very easily. Mm-hmm. And like when I speak in a less of a Caribbean accent where I have to think about my pronunciation, 
it helps me not get tongue-tied. Okay. So if you listen to me now, speaking a very different accent. Yeah. Not accent, but pronouncing it very differently. I've realised, because I do that, I used to do that a lot as well, get tongue-tied. I didn't notice that I spoke very, very quickly before I came here. Like, I just went... I don't know why I've slowed down now. Maybe because I want people to fully understand me. And maybe I kind of feel as if when you speak slower, it sounds like you actually know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, issue with speak- I have an issue with speaking very fast as well. Mm. Like, very fast. Mm. Oh, should we head back to the topic? Yeah, body modification. Yeah. Body modification. Do you know what? Personally, I kind of feel as if when it comes to the body... Okay, personally... Or, like, I can fully understand getting your body altered for corrective surgery. And I know the idea of what corrective surgery... <laughs> By the way, if you didn't... You don't know what just happened. Fatty basically <laughs> threw her wig across the room because she was tired. Oh, <laughs> just, like, she just um, gets up and just threw it, threw it across the room. Um, yeah, like... So when I say corrective body alterations mm-hmm. it's mean i don't know if i can consider this corrective but like for example you want to get rid of a mouth your nose is a bit crooked you've just had a baby and, and you've got mm-hmm. the loose mm-hmm. like when you've got loose mm-hmm. skin as well like mm-hmm. i kind of understand yeah i agree why mm-hmm. you'd want to so like okay so body modifications mm-hmm. in terms of getting back to the person you were before mm-hmm. something happened to do yeah okay i get i get I that get but that then well. we do have to understand like, do you know how we were watching that Explained show mm. on um, Netflix? We basically watched a show where they were talking about how, whether we can live forever. I feel like low-key, we need to get used to the idea that our bodies will change yeah. naturally. So do, when it does come to, for example, women's body is going to change a lot after you're pregnant. You're not going to have the same body. That's just how it is. And I feel like we need to get comfortable with that. Like, And we're not celebrities who can always get all of that. Yeah super intense training where you did or even your body just genuinely might not grow back your muscle walls have stretched a little, is it your muscle walls muscle your abdominal walls. your abdominal walls have stretched a little bit like mm-hmm. you're done like, i think it's fine but another thing that me and fatty were talking about before you came and disrupted my life is my um is um whether some kind of ideas of the body are actually very some things that you like about the body are very natural yeah. so for example like big boobs and a big butt right we always talk about and how super hips. yeah and wide hips we always talk about how superficial that is but on a biological like level yeah. and yeah. thinking about wanting to reproduce though those kind of dimensions make sense you want you want your you know mate to be able to feed your children you want them to be able to give birth don't you think that in the head there's mm-hmm. a little bit of like a it's unconscious, yeah. unconscious and, and, and the yeah. thing is i think we as humans being such psychologically complex beings tend to forget that at the end of the day we're primal beings mm-hmm. although regardless of everything else you know it's very common in the animal, animal world as well for say a male animal mm. of a particular species to be more attracted to a female animal mm. with more desirable features. Yeah. It's natural. I think it's very it's natural. It's natural as well. But then again, because because we're more complex beings, we have a consciousness. Mm. We have developed thought. We equate those things with, you know, colorism and sexism, misogyny and stuff mm. like that as Be well. superficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 
that's also something I was talking with, with my friend like a few weeks ago when we took our honeymoon. But it's like that thing where people kind of shy away from saying, I am actually attracted to that person based on looks and on personality. Like you would ask someone, oh, um, what's the first thing you look about? Like first thing you that attracts you about people? They say, "Oh, I, I'm I'm based on personality." That's fake. That's not yes. that's not the yes. first thing you see and the first thing that you like about someone is, is something phys- physical. Mm-hmm. And like people shy away from it because I feel like nowadays in society it's like, "Oh, you're just so superficial. You're mm. only based on looks and on body, and you want something." There's nothing bad about a guy saying he likes a girl with a big butt. Just like there's some nothing wrong. With the girl saying she likes a guy with a tall guy, a tall guy. Oh. But then there's something like with a five two girl saying she wants a six four guy. Oh, you're one of those people. No, I'm. All I'm the not, short girls no, are taking the tall no, ones. No, I'm not. I, I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with someone really short wanting someone a bit taller. <laughs> a but bit. I have a problem with someone really short wanting someone really tall. Why? What's wrong with that? I think again that they comes desire from... something that they don't have. Yeah, well, and and isn't that a bit unnatural? The forbidden though? fruit. I mean, no, that... some people will just look some... like they're the child. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. No, I'm I'm not talking when you're really no when you're short mm-hmm. and the person is tall. I'm talking when it's like Ridiculous. five, two, six, four, like this kind of different. No, no, I'm so sorry. That's that's <laughs> just not for me. So back back to the point about physical, <laughs> yeah, physical, physical yeah. appearance. Yeah, I totally agree. The thing is, like, for for me, how I view it is, I'm gonna find it hard to be in a relationship with you if I'm not physically attracted to you. But don't you think yeah. that your your the way that you look at somebody changes with time because of the way that they I, are? Yes, because I Completely genuinely become more attracted to people when I know them, when I know that they're a bit more confident, yeah. or I know that we engage in really stimulating conversation like mm-hmm. i feel like that's my thing i find someone based like based stuff and yeah. I'll, i'll have like basic kind of attribute that i, I look at someone and be like oh i, I find them attractive mm. and then it if that person is acting badly or like arrogant or something Turn literally in a matter of like two days i can find you unattractive mm. And like it's like okay, people can find you attractive. I'm like no, that's just not for me. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So yeah. it's both. It's a bit of both, but we can't ignore the fact that and the, the visuals are important. Like yeah. they Mike. are, they yeah. are important. Like oh, wow. Mike. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is <laughs> not someone that's physically like, like or everything that someone's want. But he has the personality, oh. the charm, uh, anyway, the charisma, the smile. And things like I've noticed as well that people who know that they're attractive, yeah, and I people who know that other people desire, yeah, yeah, find them attractive and desire them, mm-hmm. are the most egotistical and arrogant people. Yeah, and it makes me fucking sick. Yeah, like it's like you know you're attractive. So you feel like there's nothing else about you. Like, I'm so sorry, yeah, but Ruben Loftus-Cheek Matthew. He's cute or whatever. No, he's really handsome. Like, let me know. Let me know. Yeah. Oh. But, no, not from Love Island. Like, a uh, football player. Okay. But I feel like he, he, he doesn't try 
like personality wise like being funny or something like that he doesn't try because he knows i feel like when when you look at him he knows he's fine like uh, no, no, no. <laughs> that um just so everyone can know fast he's blushing right now I'm not. I'm black. Oh, we can blush. On Blushing the is you can blush on his expression, blackness. not the physical. Anyway, he's an expression. I don't know, but is it bad to have confidence in yourself? No, but there's a fine line between having confidence and being arrogant. Mm, yeah, and to me, arrogant is arrogant. It's unattractive. Actually, it's extremely unattractive. I think it's my biggest turn-off. Yes, because it links to disrespect as well. Yes. Yeah. Arrogance mm. and poor hygiene. Boy, do you have a story? They're, the, they're <laughs> in the same level. So that's it for episode two, part one. I really, really hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to stay tuned for part two next week and new episodes every Thursday on Spotify and Anchor. And follow us at Deep at the Podcast on Instagram to keep updated and engaged with the deepest topics. I've been your host, Benny, and I'm signing out. And remember to always be fit.